Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Today we're continuing to talk about the theme of transformation. And I want to say to you today that God's heart for you is transformation, not stagnation. God's got something fresh and powerful and new for your life. And He wants to form you to be more and more like Jesus. He wants you to know more and more of the life of Jesus. You know, as I've been thinking and studying and preparing around this topic of transformation, the phrase came to me, triggers of transformation. Because I realized as I was just reading through various New Testament passages that there are lots of principles um, that are triggers of our transformation in God. And as we see these and identify uh, what they are, it helps us to practically um, cooperate with God and with His Holy Spirit so that um, He can cause that a beautiful transformation to take place in our lives as we become more and more like Him. But today I want to speak specifically about where transformation starts. And the first trigger for that transformation has to be and always will be an encounter with Jesus. Jesus is the catalyst for all true transformation. People can change their looks, change their hairstyle and their lifestyle, but only Jesus can transform the human heart. A physical trainer can transform your body. A dietitian can transform your health. A chiropractor can transform your alignment. A fashion stylist can transform your look. Learning the macarena or the floss may transform your dance moves. Surfing may transform your lifestyle. But only Jesus can transform your heart. Transformation doesn't come from the accumulation of information. Today, more than ever, we have an information overload. And simply knowing some historical facts about Jesus isn't going to change you any more than watching the History Channel. What changes you is coming into a relationship with Jesus that is present, personal and passionate. Jesus said in John 17 verse 3, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And this is eternal life, that they may know you. It's a different kind of knowing that Jesus is talking about Jay. He's not talking about the accumulation of information type of knowing. That's just head knowledge. Jesus is talking about heart knowledge. Coming to know Jesus because of a personal relationship with Him. Coming to know God as your Father. 
The scribes and Pharisees knew about Jesus, but despite all the evidence, the miracles, signs and wonders, they were mostly just offended with him. Why? Because everything about him challenged their status quo and they saw it as a threat to their shallow value system. But as long as Jesus was an outsider, a radical, then they were not accountable or answerable to anyone because they, in their eyes, were the top dogs. So really, it was their pride and ego that got in the way and clouded their vision. They held on so tightly to their unbelief and spiritual poverty that they couldn't open their hearts to receive the gift of heaven. How many times have I seen this over the years when my wife and I have counseled with someone and ministered to them and they feel so desperate and maybe so unhappy and frustrated with a particular problem or challenge but yet they're holding on so tightly to that problem that they won't let it go to walk into what God has in store for them. And we can all do that. We hold on so tightly to our own problems, our own shortcomings. But we have to come to that place of opening our hands and letting go of those old things. Opening our hands to God, to the new opportunities, to the blessing that He wants to give us and accepting that gift of eternal life. Looking again at the scribes and Pharisees, what they wanted was gentle Jesus, meek and mild. They wanted him to be compliant and conform to their limiting beliefs. However, Jesus was there to bring radical transformation with unlimited love and faith and change the world as they knew it. He didn't come to be nice to people, in inverted commas. He came to love people. And yes, there's a difference. You see, the truth may rock your world. It may even offend you. But Jesus said, if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And that comes from John 8, 31 and 32. Some people think that being nice always means smiling sweetly and never saying anything to hurt anyone's feelings. Pretending that we all get to make up our own version of what's good and right and morally acceptable. But that's nonsense. Scripture says in Romans 3.23.4 All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That is why Jesus came to preach repentance and that the kingdom of God was at hand. The world says many paths lead to the mountaintop. But Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. Transformation begins with repentance. Acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God and that He alone is Lord. Romans 10.13 says that for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Transformation begins when Jesus is our source and we're looking to Him for guidance. When we're spending time in His presence and He is the one who is filling us up. John 7, 37 and 38 says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. My friends, what it's describing here is a beautiful picture of transformation. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. When we are thirsty for God and we go to Him and we sit in His presence, when we worship Him and we acknowledge Him and we call upon His name, that is the place of transformation. Jesus says, He who believes in me, when we express our faith in Him, our gratitude to Him, it says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Amen. What a beautiful picture. Transformation begins when we submit our lives, our plans, our joys and difficulties to Jesus. James 4.7 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil. And he will flee from you. We've got to submit our lives to God. And this is not a once-off thing that, yes, a couple of years ago, I submitted my life to God when I came to know him. Yes, of course, when you first came to know the Lord, you did that. But this is something that we have to practice daily in our lives. Lord Jesus, I come to you today afresh. Lord, I commit my life to you. I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your salvation. Lord, I commit my plans to you. Lord, these are the challenges that I'm having. But Lord, I thank you that you have made a way for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you speak to me, that you direct me, and that you show me, Lord, your will and purpose for my life. When we do that on a daily basis, we are opening our lives, we're opening our hands to Him, and we're making space for Him to act and to operate in our lives on our behalf. And when we walk in that kind of daily submission to Him, the devil's going to flee from us. Why? Because we are in Christ Jesus, and the anointing of God breaks every stronghold and breaks every yoke. That's the power. Of walking and living in submission to God. It 
causes transformation to take place. Transformation begins when we make the presence of God our priority. James continues and says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Let there be a multitude of moments each and every day where you consciously by faith draw near to God and you'll find that you are constantly being refreshed and strengthened in His presence. Now more than ever when for many of us we don't get to go to church even on Sunday we don't have to wait for Sundays to get refreshed and strengthened. You can draw near to God wherever you are and as often as you need to. And when you do that, God himself will draw near to you. And I know that as we do that, we will experience his strength and his anointing. Amen. Transformation begins... When we get single-minded and focused on living every day with Jesus, for Jesus, and empowered by the life of Jesus. James 4.8 says, Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That cleansing is speaking about putting off all those other things that can be a distraction to us, that can drain our time and our energy. Purify your hearts. It's talking about turn your heart toward Jesus. Put your focus on Him. Cultivate that attitude of worship toward Him. It's saying purify that double-mindedness away. Get focused on Him. When we do that, we find our peace, we find our strength, and we find our joy in Him. Amen. Transformation begins when we humble ourselves before God. Humility is not self-abasement. It's finding our identity and self-worth in Jesus. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. You see, humility is not God humiliating you and holding you down. On the contrary, Biblical humility is when we find our identity and self-worth in Him because His heart always has been and always will be to lift you up in Christ Jesus. That's why Ephesians says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus because the heart of Father God is to lift you up, to raise you up, and to strengthen you with the strength that comes from knowing Jesus. 
That is the place of transformation. When we take our eyes off our own shortcomings and failures, and we've all fallen short, but instead we choose to put our eyes on the grace of God, and we choose to walk in a place of thanksgiving for all that He is, for all that He has done. And we begin to thank Him for that, and realize that we no longer the sinners that we were. We are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. The word says all things have become new in him. Amen. So there are some of the triggers for transformation. I really hope and pray that that inspires you and helps you and directs you. And I want you to know today that God wants you to live in that place each and every day of being transformed from one degree of glory into the next. What does that mean? Well, God's glory is His goodness. God wants you to know deeper and greater levels of His goodness and blessing toward you each and every day. Man, I'm going to preach myself happier, but that's exciting stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are so awesome. Lord, we love you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's this blessed place of transformation. Lord, is not just for those who've already got it all together. No, Lord, I thank you that it's for each and every one of us, Lord Jesus, as we just turn our hearts toward you. Lord, as we just acknowledge you, thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you that you are with us always, even to the end of the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your power that is at work in us who believe. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for those who are listening today, Lord, for those who are activating their faith, Lord Jesus, that you bless them wherever they are, Father God, that you make a way for them, Father God, that your favor goes ahead of them, and that you reveal yourself to them each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?